This podcast is recorded in front of a live studio audience at Legend Comics in Omaha, Nebraska. Sort of break it, break it down like this. This is Adam Warrock, and you're listening to the Two-Headed Nerd Comicast with Joe and Matt. I'm going to settle down. I've had a lot of coffee. I'm going to settle down. We're going to introduce the show like this. Welcome. Welcome to episode 35 of THN, where we are talking comics for the week of Wednesday, September 21st. My name is Matt Baum, and when I'm not wasting precious Gears of War 3 time, reading a giant stack of new DCU comics, I'm writing about and appraising comicsforthpoint.com. I've literally read nothing else. For three weeks. You're not trying hard enough. I, I'm Joe Patrick, artist and co-creator of Good Plus Online, and when I'm not interrupting Matt's precious Gears of War 3 time, by texting him repeatedly with questions about the show that, of course, he's already handled, because he's a professional, and I'm lucky to have a workhorse like him pulling the weight. Questions like, are we recording a show tomorrow? Yes. Yes. Screws up the schedule. This week, the two-headed nerd continues its I'm the manager unhold- of Legend Comics in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> This week, the two-headed nerd continues its unholy pilgrimage into the uncivilized wilds of the new DC universe. That's right, Trailblazers. It's time for the third installment of our special month-long expose on the DC relaunch we're calling A Whole New World Part 3, colon. Is anyone sick of this yet? Because there's still one more week to go. Yeah, then we gotta start writing the show again. Hooray! That's right, turn up your car stereos, babies, because here comes Pete Bryson laying it down for you. Once again, venturing into a whole new world! That was me, Batman, number one, by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Joe, what do you think? Uh, I loved it. I loved it, too. Yeah, I think this might be my favorite of the 52. I'm not going to go there with it, but I did like it a lot. I can't think of one in previous weeks that I liked as much as this. What did you think about Greg Capullo's art? I liked it. I liked it, too, but, I mean, in compared to other things we've seen from Greg Capullo. I think it was... I'm leading the witness, is what I'm doing. I think it was considerably less spawny. Yes. Yeah. Like... A lot cleaner than anything I've seen yeah. from him. Kind of almost a little cartoony, not in a bad way. Sure, sure. I mean, it was very clearly the same artist. It's just he toned down some of the... The McFarlane-ish elements, yeah, yeah. perhaps. Uh, exactly. It's it's a little bit more toned down, but again, not in a bad way. It was really beautiful to look at, and I thought this book was amazing. Character design. The bad guys. I thought they all looked great. Yeah, I didn't have any problems with uh, any of them. My only complaint... Leading up to this was uh, the idea that the Riddler has a question mark shaped mohawk. Yeah. But that's just on the cover, and I'm not really holding to it. I was a little worried when uh, we saw Justice League number one, and we saw the complete redesign of the Parademon, or what I think is the Parademon. Sure. My first thought was, oh my god, did Jim Lee completely redesign everything in Gotham City? There's and no... I was afraid we were going to get a lot of whacked out, new looking hyper villains. Well, the thing about Batman's rogues gallery is that most of them wear plain clothes. Right. With the exception of a handful. Right. Like Killer Croc, who runs around nude and scaly, I guess. Sure. When he's not uh, dressed like a Croc, pimp. A man bat who's in torn Hulk jeans and Mr. <laughs> Freeze. I mean, everyone else is just like prison jumpsuit, weird pinstripe gangster outfit. Right. Okay, here's know? a complaint, and it's very minor. Love Scott Snyder's writing, okay? I don't understand why he's doing Batman and Tony Daniels doing Detective because this seemed like a lot more in the style of the Detective comics, Batman being a detective, Batman trying to figure out a mystery as opposed to Batman proper, if you're not lost by now, Batman <laughs> proper, which was always kind of the superhero book. Um, I, I will answer 
that by saying, I think it's because Scott Snyder's being rewarded. As much as people want to think that Detective Comics is DC's flagship book. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sell The company sell is named Batman. after it. Right. But Batman is the headliner. And Scott Snyder is now the headline writer. And, and I get it. And that's fine. Yeah. But again, we get to see a great mystery book here, and we get to see Bruce developed really well. There were some things that I really liked about the way that Bruce is interacting with people. He's back to being sort of like Playboy guy. Loved this book. This is a real strong beginning. They're setting up a real good mystery. It's going to be a ton of fun. Strong buy. Yeah, Batman is the book I would uh, unhesitatingly recommend to anyone. Unhesitatingly. That's not a word. Buy it. (laughs) Next up, Birds of Prey number one by Dwayne Swarzynski and Jesus Sayez. Birds of Prey was a book I was worried about. I'm not going to lie. I, I yeah. love this title. I didn't love the last incarnation of Birds of Prey. It was fine. It wasn't great. Yeah. The Birds of Prey that I fell in love with was Chuck Dixon's back in the day. And that was Oracle leading the team. Dinah Lance there. It was fan friggin Let stuff. me make an analogy. Uh, when... Jeff Johns left JSA and it kind of limped along for a while and then they relaunched it and Jeff Johns came back. Yeah. No, I, I, okay. it was not as good. I totally agree. Though it, it was it was good. It wasn't as good no, I as totally like agree. the heyday. And, and that's what The Last Birds of Prey felt like to me. It yes. was not as good. They were faking the funk. Yeah. But when they announced Dwayne Swarzynski as the writer on this title, my worries kind of faded because I really like him as a writer. Well, my first thought was, can they do this without Oracle? I mean, she was leading the team, even if she was she crippled. She was coordinating, she was, but, but she wasn't she in was the field. Totally the team's leader, though. Certainly, I mean, without a doubt. Certainly. And I think they nail it. I think they did it. I do, too. And I don't want to spoil too much, because part of the question of the DC relaunch is, how involved was Barbara Gordon when she was paralyzed? <clears throat> was she Oracle? Was she still connected to the Birds of Prey, et cetera, et cetera? And they they address some of that in this issue a little bit. I, again, I'm not going to say it, a and I'll very we'll talk bit. about it when we're done recording. I was almost even a little frustrated with what they addressed. No, I kind of liked it. I saw it as a good sign, but again, I don't want to get into too much okay, detail. Okay, okay. I really liked this book a lot. Jesus Sayas is a, a wonderful artist. I've liked him ever since Manhunter. Yeah, did a really nice job on this too. Yeah. If you were worried about Birds of Prey, that your quote unquote your Birds of Prey was going away, pick up this book. It was excellent. New I character, really, really liked Starling, it. I really liked. She was basically Lady Black. <laughs> yeah, more, well, I guess more of a hip-hop Lady Black. Maybe, I suppose. Than a 20s, you know, gangster kind of mall. Uh, you know, but it, this was uh, this was an excellent book, a very, very pleasant surprise. I give it a strong buy. Yeah, strong buy for me, too. I can't wait to see where this one goes. Awesome. You're a little nugget. Blue Beetle, number one, by <laughs> Tony Bedard and Ig Guara. Ig? Ig. Who names your kid Ig? I, I have no offense, know. but man, I bet he got beat up. Anyway. I really liked it. I know that your opinion is going to differ. I didn't dislike it. I didn't dislike it. This is a brand, first of all. Reboot. Total reboot. Yep. Uh, the previous Blue Beetle series that starred this character, uh, Jaime Reyes, they did reveal that the Scarab was from an, a race of conquerors. Okay. But this is still like this a is still ground the first floor time reboot. We've met Jaime or Jamie he or whatever. He first is. appeared in Infinite Crisis. This is a complete retelling of his origin, a new origin. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought the art was solid, beautiful art. I don't mind the story or where it's going. Mm-hmm. I thought the the kids sounded like kids. I'm interested to see what happens next. 
That said, yeah. one thing that I cannot stand is when writers want to reinforce the fact that a person is from someplace by smashing their language in with English. Every time Gambit calls someone Cher, every time he's Colossus goes, Bojismoy, or whatever he's saying, it is stupid. And here there's this dialogue where the main character, Jaime, is sitting down with his Spanish-speaking parents, and they're having an English conversation that gets crushed into Spanish every once in a while for some reason. So apparently Spanish readers can see that they're Latino, and English readers don't get lost. It's dumb. If you want to put little parentheses around it and say, translated from Spanish, I'm fine with that. Because guess what? That's how Spanish-speaking families talk. They don't mix English in with their Spanish. It's so stupid. Okay, now there was an editor's note that said that they were speaking Spanglish. Dumb. Okay, and if you want to make it believable... And whether you like it or not, that is a thing. You can't have... Okay, a scene where Jamie's sitting at the dinner table with his parents, mad that he can't go to a party. Pero! Mammy! Por qué? Did Brenda's tia do something to <sighs> this you? This is the most racist I mean, if thing you had a fight, done. why should I have to pay for it? Pero! Mammy! Come on! That's just dumb. You just, just put the parentheses Latinos. around it and say translated from Spanish. And I get it. Oh, they're Latino. Got it. They, it's just they're forcing it. They're totally forcing the dialogue. It's annoying and dumb. And it's going to distract me away from this book. <laughs> so I'm giving so, this a skim it. I'm giving this book a buy it. You're exaggerating. It's, it was I encourage wonderful. you all to read it for yourselves. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. And I'm glad that Blue Beetle is a character that's getting a second chance because his last ongoing series was really great. And nobody believes me when I tell them that. Poor K, did it get canceled, Joe Patrick? Nobody bought it because of <laughs> racists like you. Oh, great. That's great. Pause this recording. At this point in the recording, Joe and I had a huge fist fight. I totally won. And then after he stopped crying, we continued. Let's move on to a real American. How about that? Would you American. like that? Captain Adam number one by J.T. Krull, or perhaps Cruel. And Freddie Williams the third. Oh, it's not Freddie Williams Jr. It's Freddie Williams the third. That's, That's right. right. He's number three. I he's FW three. This one was not one that I planned to care about at all because I've been very vocal about the fact that I'm not a JT Kroll fan. Yes. I really enjoyed it. Me too. I really enjoyed it. Now Me I will see. Too. I, that said, I miss the uh, silver armor. It's not here. He's blue. He's more and, energy and kind of glowy. And I don't know if he's the same guy. We don't know if this is a containment suit or if he is like living energy. I think he's living energy. They haven't really spelled any of that out yet. Now, I will say they brought back Dr. Magala. From, I'm pretty sure they did spell it out. Because I don't think they, they were did. talking they about him like disincorporating. But they didn't stuff. say containment suit or not. And I mean, they did say that. So I don't know. He might just be living energy. See, now he's more, he's a little bit more on the Dr. Manhattan he's side. He's way more on the Dr. Manhattan uh, side. Which, uh, ironically, is who Dr. Manhattan was based on. Right. And I didn't get the military aspect of the old character. I will say Dr. Magala They mentioned he was a here. pilot. That was about it. They mentioned he was a pilot. He's now working in like a super collider, sort of like the Hadron Collider, mm -hmm. where they're smashing atoms together. Uh, Magala is more of a Stephen Hawking type character now, as opposed to just like a guy in a ridiculous robot wheelchair. <laughs> Uh, but it was really well written. It, yeah, I was surprised by it. I I went in actually expecting to dislike it, and because I love, of my bias against. I JT love Krull. Captain Adam. I don't like JT. Krull. I'm talking the old Captain Adam. Right. This new one, really interesting. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was heavy on the science, very heavy. talk, and that's that's where it should be. 
but like Static Shock was a lot like that as well, where they really explained. It just what was didn't going work on. as well for me there. Um, yeah, I agree that this was perhaps a little bit better executed, Definitely. and the art is gorgeous. The first time I looked at it, I wasn't sure what I thought because it was so much different from anything I've seen Freddie Williams do. I loved his Robin and it's stuff true. like that. It was always very clean and very cartoony. This yeah. was bonkers, man. Yeah, this was like watercolor, kind of reminding me of Francis Manipal. Yes, His and new I actually read style. I read something online uh, a couple of months ago about how he was putting like a a, a wash over the figure of oh, Captain Adam it. so yeah. that it stood stood out from all the rest of the art. So he looks like otherworldly, and yeah. it, it totally worked. Um, Freddie Williams the uh, third is an amazing, amazing digital artist. He's actually written books, like he's literally written the book on how to draw comics digitally yeah. for DC. Yeah. And uh, it's a great book. I'm and looking forward to a lot more of this one. Strong yeah, buy it for me. He's super talented. I was very pleasantly surprised. I give it a buy it as well. Up and Atom! Up and Atom! Better. Hey, Matt. Your red bra is showing. <laughs> it always is. Catwoman, number one by Judd Winnick and Guillaume March. Guillaume? Guillaume? Guillaume is probably safe. Guillaume. He's, he's French. Sure. Sure. <laughs> this is you. You oh, tell yeah. us what you thought of Catwoman, Joe. Our job on the two-headed nerd comic cast <laughs> is to talk about comics. Would you like to do that, buddy? Catwoman was very beautifully drawn. It was gorgeous. Uh, this March has been good up until this point. At looking at this book, it's like I was he stepped blown it up. away. Yeah, yeah. I have found his art uh, kind of hit and miss. Actually, there, there was a crossover between Batman and uh, Red Robin towards the end there pre-relaunch that he drew that I thought was actually subpar. I thought it, it had was, to deal with like the new Azrael. It looked Man. a little rushed to me. But this was gorgeous. It Perfect. was gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. That said, it is so heavy on cheesecake. You have to decide for yourself uh, whether you like that or not. I didn't need it. I, I mean, you literally go pages before you actually see the character's face. True. Instead, you see everything but boobies, her breasts, her butt. <laughs> Her breast is her butt. Some more. No, and she's okay. Some more breasts. This isn't a porno comic. It's. It, I will say it <clears throat> does get very late night cinema. Very Skinamax, Yeah. Yeah. And now, but that said, I feel like Winnick did a really nice job of sort of melding the Catwoman that she used to be, the ridiculous Jimbalent buxom Catwoman, with the Ed Brubaker Catwoman, which who was still sexy but kind of tough, and was her own woman. <clears throat> they were heavy on the sex appeal. I'll give you that. But at the same time, I wasn't annoyed. I thought it worked for the character. It's a good melding mm. of it, and I want to see where it goes next. See, to me, it was too far. It was too far back in the balance direction. Because you're scared of girls? I'm not. I'm not. It's just... You're a little scared of girls. Catwoman's character should not be about her sexuality. I understand that she is an independent woman that takes what she wants, and that's fine. I'm not even saying that I found it inappropriate or offensive. I just way, way prefer the noirish Ed Brubaker Catwoman. See, I think it's still there. And I don't I don't necessarily think it's all about her sexuality. I think it's okay for a female character to have a strong sexuality rather than just be depicted as a ridiculous sexual being and not even written as a human being. Well, we'll get Judd, to that later. I thought Judd Winnick... <laughs> we'll have stuff to say about that later. <laughs> yeah. I thought Judd Winnick made her believable. I believe that she's a strong, sexy Catwoman. I'm giving this one a buy it. I'm looking Fair forward enough. to more. I'm giving it a skim it because I like Judd Winnick and the book was beautiful. Um, I just, I just am sad. Like, it seems like the Catwoman that I really fell in love with is kind of diminished, but we'll see. You're just scared of ladies' undergarments. Speaking of pleasant surprises, we weren't really. 
But speaking of pleasant surprises. We were still talking about boobs. Yeah. DC Universe Presents by Paul Jenkins and Bernard Chang. I wasn't ready for this. I, I wasn't either. It's been a long time since I've read something by Paul Jenkins that I can say that I even liked. Yes. And I really enjoyed this. I put this book down and I was like, I loved this This is comic. a fantastic sort of tweak on the direction for Dead Man. Not a brand new. Yeah. And here's I mean, the thing. It's not a total reboot. It's, it's not a reboot. It's a slight Because tweak. his origin is still in place. Yeah. All that Brightest Day stuff still happens. Yeah. It's just that his mission is different. And I will say... This is probably the best top-down reboot tweak I've seen where you can take someone's origin and f- sort of fit it in yes. to what works and what yes. doesn't than anyone else. Because most of the others are just like, Hawk and Dove got stuck in a room and turned into Hawk and Dove. Well, or, the thing know, about like, Dead Man is that he was always on the fringes. His origin right. it was never always, really it was tied into anything else. Kind of hazy. But this works, man. It now, really all of a sudden, works. We have this Quantum Leap type origin yes. for him. Where he's he, fixing. He was a terrible guy. Yeah. And now that he's dead, he has to help these people fix their lives by entering their bodies and sort of being he's them balancing for a while. the scales, yeah. Love it. I really enjoyed Love it. And Bernard Chang, of course, is a great artist. Stunning. I've been a fan for years. Yeah, really good here. The surprise I felt at enjoying this book as much as I did. This was I one, wish I wish I could express it properly. <laughs> it, some of these DC relaunches have felt really rushed. This one did not. This yeah. one felt like it cooked for a while. Jenkins had this in the back of his yes. head. Got the right chance to do it, and they nailed it. My only concern is, after this story's done, what happens? Well, it's what comes an, next? This is an anthology presents book. as an anthology. Once the Dayman story is gone, right. it's gone. But that might be okay. Maybe you only need to read this when you're interested. So far, maybe. I'm interested. Strong buy it for Well, me. and maybe it's better if he tells a short story and gets out before. That could also mm, be you know. true. But yeah, Paul Jenkins, good job, man. Strong buy it. Joe, tell these babies about Green Lantern Corps number one by Peter Tomasi and Fernando Passerin. Passerin. Yeah, you know, this book might as well just kept on going. Yeah, this is uh, another one that, I mean, right out of the pages of the old one. Yep. And I will say that it's not as reliant on knowledge of past stories as, say, Green Lantern was. No, definitely not. Uh, this they, is a better jumping on point. They do spell some things out. That said, I still don't think it's a great number one for new readers. Um, You know, they, they use the device of Guy Gardner uh, kind of interacting with those fans to explain some of the concepts, which, was well which done. I thought was very effective. Yeah, really well done. There's, now, that's one of the problems I had with the book, though. It's like it opens up with Guy and John, two members of the Green Lantern Corps, who are not, you know, Hal or Kyle, <laughs> for those that are uninitiated. They're on Earth, and Guy is applying for a job as a high school football coach because he kind of wants to reconnect with Earth a little bit or something. He wants something to keep himself busy when he's not playing Space Cop. How is he not always busy playing Space yeah, Cop? Yeah, I mean... The last 10 years of his life, it seems. It's he's true. Been pretty and busy. The, the woman and that interviewed him said as much. Right. It kind of. I think they kind of poked fun at it. But they also did a good job of setting up this scene where John and Guy are talking and they're in outer space and they were like, well, what were we thinking? You know, trying to go back. We're basically soldiers. This is what we do. Yeah. You know, and and it was a really nice way to sort of re-up their commitment to the core and see them back in it and show, look, this is who we're going to feature in this book is these two guys. Sure, sure. And it was gorgeous looking, too. For Passerin, I feel like he gets better and better. Well, that's the thing. Is I that didn't like I him do, when he first started. I do think that he is a gifted artist. I just don't think he's a good fit for a cosmic space book. See, I still, I think he's getting better and better every time. It, I thought like, this one looked good. It's not, I need something flashy like Patrick Gleason 
was on the book. You know, this is very. Oh, sure. This is much more suited for like character type stuff. Oh, see, I, I think he's nailing it. I think he's really hitting his stride, and I thought it looked good. It's I'm very this one well. It's it. very well executed. Whether it's a good fit or not, it's very well done. Yeah, and if you were a fan a of Green Lantern before, uh, pardon me, Green Lantern Corps before, you'll be a fan again. Yeah, I give it a buy. It. I mean, it was just more goodness, more of the same. Matt, did you feel any better about Legion of Superheroes number one by Paul Levitz and Francis Portella? I will say my main complaint about the Legion Lost book was that we didn't have the boxes com- explaining who everyone was. Yeah. Well, they were back, and it didn't help anything here because oh, they what? reintroduced about 90 characters and two new ones. And if there's anything that I don't need, it's more Legionnaires, especially new ones. There's always I, room for more Legionnaires. I cannot sort out the Legionnaires that we have. This one, is, again... Straight out of the old book, this is a terrible number one for first readers. And I'm basically considering myself a new reader because I'm not a Legion fan. So coming into this, I had no idea what was going on. There were too many characters talking about too many things that happened in the last series. New characters that Uh. popped up that I wondered if I should know or not. Characters that died before, that it's really upsetting someone that I don't know. There was just so much going on. And this is always my complaint with Legion of Superheroes. There's too much going on that I cannot follow because I don't have the background. This is supposed to be a first issue for people to jump on. This did not work for me at all. I didn't like the art. I didn't care about the story. You're the second person to tell me. I'm You're giving, the third person that told me they didn't like the art, and I, I don't get it. did not like the art. I thought Legion Lost looked gorgeous, and I thought it looked more futuristic and sci-fi than this looked. It was boring. The backgrounds were boring. The planet they went to was boring. I didn't care why they were at where they were You've at. You've got a bias. I didn't get You're it. You're an anti-Legion bias. I liked Legion Lost. I'm giving this one a leave it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, and I am biased in favor of the Legion. Of course I, you are. Legion of Superheroes was one of the first comics I ever read uh, in 19... Uh, so coming into this fresh, would you would you know what's going on? Take take Joe Patrick out of the equation. I can't. Slap him I until he dies <laughs> and b- bring a new fat kid to the table and have him look at this. I can't take... Can jo- you follow hey, it? If you don't want the short jokes, oh, you I'm leave sorry. the fat jokes out of it. <laughs> Uh, I, I can't, I can't separate my bias, but I will admit to it. And I loved it. I I thought it was well done. Uh, yes, it does pick up from past stories, but only in the sense that they have recruited legionnaires. See, I just, I had almost no clue what was going on. See, and I just, see, I, I looked at that and I said, here they have shown they have got two new recruits. No, I mean I got that, and that's fine. If you want the story of where they came from, but you no, can I'm read not that. even talking about that. I'm talking about like the characters that are sitting around crying because someone I don't even know is dead and died in the previous series. Yeah, and stuff I'll give like you that. that. Like uh, the stuff with, with Earthman dying at the end of the yeah, last. Yeah, I mean, like I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I'm giving it a buy it just because I am a fan. So if you have been following the Legion, you'll like this one. Maybe if, I should downgrade it to a skim it. If you're looking to jump on to the Legion, man, you're going to be lost. Yeah, Completely but you lost. know what? Everyone's comic is somebody's first, man. I'm just and saying. And I jumped into Legion. When I jumped into Legion of Superheroes, they had been telling stories for 25 years. And I get that. I'm saying this is a bad way to introduce these characters to a whole new group of readers. Yeah, I suppose that's fair. I'll give it a skim it, give it a look sees, and judge it for yourself. I'll give it a bite my butt, Paul Levitz. I don't have anything against Paul Levitz. He did a bang up job as DC. You editor. hate him. You hate he was Paul great. Levitz. No. You hate that bushy like mustache. Him. No, I hate Dan DeDee, not Paul Levitz. <laughs> Who's got the power? Speaking of biases and characters that are very close to our heart, 
seriously. Nightwing is kind of my guy, Joe Patrick. What did you think of Nightwing number one by Kyle Higgins and Eddie Barrow? It, there's only one character I like nearly as much as Wally West, and that is... Ambush Bug. Well, yes. Forbish Man. No. You had me at Ambush Bug. Sorry. Because that's genuine. I was so glad to hear he was returning to that identity. I know people loved yeah. him as Batman, and yeah. I did too. But I prefer him as his own man. And I was really worried about what this book was going to be. I was too. But it was really good. You know what? And this isn't a return to Nightwing for me so much as this is a return to Dick Grayson. Yeah. Dick Grayson is one of my favorite characters. And I don't mean Dick Grayson Robin, Dick Grayson Nightwing, Dick Grayson Batman. I mean Dick Grayson. Exactly. One of the most interesting characters in the DCU. Basically because he is the polar opposite of Batman. He enjoys what he does. He's a happy guy. He's good looking. Ladies love him. And he loves the ladies. You know, like you love him. he's a hip swinging guy. You sound like you love him. He's, good. he's cute. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I love this character. And Nightwing was sort of the most Dick Grayson we've ever seen Dick Grayson. It gave him a chance to have his own identity. The original Nightwing series by Chuck Dixon. One of my favorites. Absolutely. Hands down, one of my favorite series. Yeah, I, I love it. sort Chuck of lost Dixon's its way Nightwing. toward the end, but well, wonderful superhero. We have other series. people to blame for that, though. Now, one of the main complaints I heard was that people didn't like the costume, and I totally disagree. I love this sort of nod to Batman Beyond. I think he looks good in the red. I don't need the blue so much, and I like the bat symbol more than I like the Indian looking hawk that was on his chest. You know, the, it's not a bat symbol, though. It's, I mean, it's there. It's reminiscent of a bat symbol. It's totally there. It's got the little head thing and sort of pointy wings. I think it looks great. I don't think it's as over-designed as a lot of the other costumes we've seen, like Batwoman, whose gloves and boots are a little ridiculous. Batgirl. Pardon me, Batgirl. This looked really good. Eddie Barrows nailed this yeah, one. Yeah, Eddie Barrows has gotten so much better. The paneling that he uses years. to show Dick, like his gymnastics as he's flipping around from yeah, building to yeah, building yeah. and that. slamming through a window in a subway, it was kinetic and gorgeous. And that's something I don't feel like we got with Dick as Batman. Not at all. And that's what I love about him as Nightwing is that they constantly show him flipping around, well, bouncing off stuff. to be fair, the Judd Winnick story had Two-Face like watching video of him going, look at this guy. He's smiling. doing backflips. He's smiling. He's like, does this look like Batman? Sure, sure. But they never really went into But they told us. They didn't they show us. They should have gone into yeah. that more. But regardless, <clears throat> huge buy it here. I'm Agreed. so happy to I'm have very glad. Back. I'm very glad that this was was good. And I, he, the first thing he does in the, is say, I was Batman for a while. Now I'm back to who I was. So we know all that stands. Yep. Absolutely. Strong buy it. Nightwing number one was great. We were talking earlier about... Sex objects or something. <laughs> Sex objects or something. Let's rap a little bit about Red Hood and the Outlaws, number one, by Scott Lobdell and Kenneth Rocafort. Well, if there was one book uh, that came out this week that pissed everybody off. On Everyone internet, on Earth. I would say it was this one. Scott Lobdell kind of knocked Superboy out of the park. So I yes, had, I loved I had it. really high hopes for this one. Kenneth Rocafort is amazing here, but Great almost art. amazing to the point of ridiculousness. I'm going to say he overdrew <laughs> this It's really one. overdrawn. Yeah. I mean, really. Like, there drawn. are extra little lines on He's gonna, everything. If he does every issue like this, he will be dead in a year. Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine how much work went into this one. Okay. There, let's just get to it. Starfire they, is a sex robot. Well, first of all, they touch on the fact that Jason was Robin. Jason was a thorn in Dick's side and a problem for Batman. And he's kind of crazy, but he seems to be a good guy. And Roy Harper 
may or may not have been the Roy Harper we knew. He has both arms. They called him, I believe they called him a former sidekick. Yeah, I mean, they sort of mentioned that before, but we don't really know how much Roy Harper he was. He obviously wasn't the drug addict with one arm. No, I think he was. No, I'm, pardon well, me, but like, the most from, recent drug addict. From the, the, my sidekick's a junkie Neil Adams drug addict. The major problem here is with the character Starfire. Ugh. And I want to say, I get what Scott Lobdell is trying to do with her. She's an alien. She's not like us. She has different senses of right and wrong and morality. That said, the way they executed the scene where she approaches Roy Harper and says, do you want to have sex with me? It was so poorly done. It was so poorly illustrated. I mean, you could have done quite the opposite and have Harper hitting on her and her just not getting it at all. You know, and even sleeping with him and not getting it, that would be, I'd be all right with that. But the way they did it was just chauvinistic and stupid. Yeah. And not to mention the fact that Starfire is a really interesting character. Yes. And now they've boiled her down to emotionless sex She's bot. like a life doll that and moves under her own power. You want to talk about power. cheesecake. The cheesecake in Catwoman worked, in my opinion, because it was part of her character. The cheesecake in this was dumb, totally out of place, and just forced, completely forced. Oh, uh, I, I don't think it's out of character, but I mean, whether it's good or not is a, is a valid Forced. argument, but I mean, Starfire was always kind of right. I mean, she was free sexy with her body and, and she wore, you know, kind of like storm in the X-Men yeah, in the like, 80s. Like, you know, the Tamarins fly around nude on their planet. Sure, sure. We know that. But regardless, this was dumb and the story it's went. It's all com- fanboy fantasy and, even and it was past gross. that, even when you get yeah. past all the, like the dumb chauvinistic crap that was in there. You get to this weird story with aliens. <laughs> uh, what, mean, like, were they even aliens? I don't know. There was but, like a girl with her eyes stitched shut. Like, the first half of the book, I'm totally on board with the story. Right. Whether I'm liking it right. or not, it's I'm at fun. least understanding I like it. the new Roy Harper. He seems like a funny guy. And know? then a, a mystery character shows up out of nowhere and he, the, like, the script Goes out the window. Like flies off the rails. Yeah. Like completely gone. And I and have no idea what's going the, on. Here. The next issue blurb said, to be explained, wink, no. Yeah. This is number one. You better lay it down here. Yes. How they got together, why they're I'm together, sorry. what's it, going on. The You could have torn out the second half of this book and been like, oh man, two ninety nine was really expensive for this 10-page comic. Yeah. Uh, but at least that would have been complete. I just don't, I don't know if, if they, you know, where they're going with this one yet. It I was, gotta give this a leave it. I'm giving it a leave it as well. I mean, and it's too bad because I like Rocafort's art. This was just not I what like I wanted. I like these characters too. It's just, it, Jason Todd it's a, is certainly more interesting move. than this. Roy Harper is more interesting yeah. than this. Star, you could, and if you want to do something new with Starfire, there's a lot more interesting ways you could go with it. And really, like, the, it flies in the face of her previous characterization. Yeah, and uh, it was like, why even make her a Teen Titan, which they addressed that she was. Why even make her one at this point if she is what she is now? It's just pointless. <clears throat> Real quick, I know we're going really long on this uh, review, but uh, when they're sitting on the beach and Roy is asking her, so you don't remember... Yeah, like you're You side- remember being a Teen Titan, but you don't, like, really remember like the- Vic or Gar, who is a uh, changeling, or Dustin... He mentions a character named Dustin. I didn't even catch that. And I immediately went, who is Dustin? You know who they did not mention? Wally. They did not mention Wally. Wally's gone, buddy. Or Donna Troy. Wally's gone. Yeah. Uh, But who the heck is Dustin? No idea. Yeah. I guess we'll get Listeners, put your mind grapes together and let's squeeze it out. Let's talk about one of the few books that doesn't take place in Gotham City. Supergirl number one by (laughs) Michael Green and Mike Johnson, Smallville writers and artists. 
Mahmoud Asrar. You did it. I did it. Wow, you I can nailed do it. it. Cultural sensitivity. I hate the knee things. I, I, I cannot get past the costume, the knee. Everything's fine People except for the weird knee boots. About the so costume. Dumb. I like the costume. It's, it's it again, looks alien. It's again the over-designing. It's just dumb. I see, and I'm fine with it in this case for two reasons. One... It is so much better okay. than the idiotic bear midriff thing oh, that yeah. Michael Turner no, designed. No, 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 I totally agree. And two, it looks alien, and she is right out of the spaceship. And I got it. She, this is brand new Supergirl. We know her name is Kara. Uh, but an, important to note, ground floor reboot. Yeah, this is brand new. Like This is literally her landing on this Earth. This is Kara Zor-El. We, she mentions Zod. She mentions Krypton. She mentions something about not graduating yet, so she shouldn't be wearing this outfit. The ceremonial outfit. Which says we, something. We knew that. They said that the new Superman costume was a ceremonial right. thing, and they were going to explain Maybe what it was. Maybe a military outfit? We don't mm-hmm. really know. But this is brand new. Kara yeah. just showed up, and this is a whole new Supergirl. And honestly... We didn't get a lot here. It, there's a mystery, but it's a mystery that I'm interested in. They, the, they did a the good whole job thing, with it. The whole thing is like the first 10 minutes of the first episode of Lost, right. where she wakes up and things are going crazy right. and she doesn't know what is happening and people are yelling at her. Um, and she doesn't speak English. Yeah, she doesn't speak any, any English. She notices the sun looks weird. Because <laughs> this is a... Because it's it's yellow, yellow instead of red. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and spoil this, but I thought... There's a scene, some UN shock troops or whatever they are show up to intercept her. Unnamed robot exosuit. (laughs) Yes. And they are like, you have to come with us. You have to come with us. Don't make any sudden moves. And they're not attacking her. They're just trying to like contain her. Right. She's starting to fight back a little bit. And suddenly the sun comes up over the horizon. She goes, the sun looks weird. This isn't Krypton, and her eyes flare up because yeah. the yellow sun has hit her for the first time, and she then takes them apart. It was great. Although Superman mm. five years ago couldn't fly yet and was jumping buildings and stuff. It's true, and but... Fly, like, so they got some explaining to do. I don't know. We'll get there. I, I have enjoyed, theories about that. They are not for this That's podcast. for a different show. That's for a I challenge. enjoyed this one. I thought it looked really nice. I thought the art was good. I thought they set up an interesting take for Supergirl. I hope they don't go down the, like angry Supergirl who like hates everybody but I'm fine with her not trusting humanity as yes. much as Clark does because uh, yes. she just got here I don't want like the that. snide snarky no. mean girl Supergirl I don't want the angel Supergirl I don't want midriff slutty Supergirl I think this one is going to be interesting I'm yeah. giving it a buy it I agree I really enjoyed it buy it our last book of the week uh, Wonder Woman number one by Brian Azzarello and Cliff Chang Matt tell me what you thought if they go where I think they're going with this where do you think they're going I think they're going to set Wonder Woman up as DC's Hellboy. I think when terrible things come from heaven or hell to mess with human beings, Wonder Woman is going to show up and kick the crap out of it. That's radical. I think she's going to be DC's monster I I didn't think of it in those terms, but that's totally what I got. That is totally what I got from it. We see badass Wonder Woman. Not afraid to like cut a dude in half. Oh man! I mean, like it, she was an Amazon warrior. Yeah, this was tough as nails. It was scary. It was violent. Brian Azzarello said he's going to write a horror book. That yeah. is what he's doing, and it stars Wonder Woman. Cliff Chang's art is perfect. He is so good. I love Cliff him. Chang. I love him because he can do sexy and strong without being ridiculous. He can do kinetic, interesting, cartoony. He's so good. Side note. Uh, in the setup in the the two-headed nerd studio the ziggurat as we call it the ziggurat <laughs> i from my vantage point i stare every week at a 
five-piece poster of Cliff Chang they're, drawing pop culture ladies in the style of World War II pinups. They're actually postcards that I mounted up there. I framed that. They're I'm, just... I'm artsy. He's so good. He's so good. And he's excellent here. And Wonder Woman looks tough. The She's not wearing pants. She's not wearing a jacket. This is classic-looking Diana. The only thing I didn't like, I didn't care for uh, the way Hermes looked. They kind of made him look like a bird man. I'll tell you what. I Until I she look. actually said the word Hermes. Yeah, I was like, what? I, was, I did not put that together. And he even had a helmet with wings on and everything. He had, and I'm like, who the hell I, is that? I refer to it as the Jay Garrick helmet, but <laughs> yeah. obviously it's the Hermes helmet. <laughs> right. Uh, and he had winged feet. Yeah. His helmet did not have wings on it, though. No, it didn't. Oh, he, no. Right. He looked like a World War One guy yeah. with chicken feet. And I, I was like, what is this guy? I didn't get that. And then she called him Hermes, and I went, oh. I still didn't get it. <laughs> now, they introduced the fact that the gods are here on Earth. The yeah. gods don't give a crap and about they humanity. they are messing with people. They're playing their godly games, and Wonder Woman is sick of it. I think, <sighs> is the guy, is the bad guy Ares? Is that who it is? The black guy with the glowing eyes? I think that was Apollo. Apollo? Yeah, uh, because he did say, he was I'm the son of a king, S U N. Yeah, and he burned. Oh, yeah. I think he's Apollo. Okay, but this is great. I'm giving this a strong buy it. I do too. This is the most interesting Wonder Woman may have ever been. It's been a while. Uh, <laughs> I think I haven't had this much fun with Wonder Woman since Greg Rucka. And uh, Jared, I hope you loved it because I know how much you were looking forward to it. This is good stuff, man. Barbaric Amazon Wonder Woman fighting monsters. Can't wait for more to fight her. I it. Just a housekeeping note for you listeners out there. When we go off format, this show goes irresponsibly long. So if you want to hear our final thoughts on DC Relaunch Week 3, check out our Facebook page where you'll have a THN Extra. Sort of break it, break it down like this. That's it for the Two-Headed Nerd this week. If you're interested in following the further adventures of two nerdy outlaws like DJ and me and our badass podcast gang, the Lords of Discipline. I cannot be DJ if we're in this gang. That- Yes, you can. We all have nicknames. Uh, I'm Snakebite. You can subscribe to this show on iTunes, where your star ratings reviews keep the scantily clad bitches coming back to our clubhouse slash studio. I don't think we can say that. Bitches, if you'd like to help finance THN in any amount, you can click the PayPal donate button at TwoHeadedNerd.com, and rest assured your donations go straight to the full back tattoos of our podcast gang patch. As always, you can find all things Two-Headed and Nerdy at TwoHeadedNerd.com, where you can find our Twitter handles. Uh, I'm not even going to mention the blog because it's dead. <laughs> Links to Ask a Nerd, where you can ask us any of your comic-related questions, or you can contact the comic pushers to ask what you should be reading. Now, also, don't forget to send us your submissions for the THN Mascot Contest, separate from the gang logo. We've already got a winner yeah, there. Yeah, we've got a badass one. Uh, the winner will be voted on by you guys, and the new mascot will be featured on the new and improved TwoHeadedNerd.com, which I actually worked on this week. It's going to happen. If that's not enough, head over to our Facebook page where you can become a fan of THN and answer the question of the week. This week's query, same as the last two weeks. Week three. Let us know what you thought was the best and worst of week three and we've had the same question for three weeks and you're still stumbling through it shut up well that's because i don't (laughs) want to recite the same line every time uh for those of you that aren't already fans there is some extra content on the facebook page for the last two weeks that did not make the cut to make up for all the work we're not doing before we go our weekly shout out goes to eric white who created the patch for our podcast gang which will be featured prominently on our website and our leather jackets. Word to you, Eric, and we'll talk to you later about getting jumped or sexed into the gang soon. Visit Eric's website, geekywhiteguy.com. He's a great artist and colorist. Super talented guy. Until next time, true believers, this is the Two-Headed Nerd. Signing off! I am so sick of comics. Shut off this stupid recording. (laughs)
I'm gonna go to Oktoberfest and get drunk.